in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Krita, your host. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to be with you again. And what a privilege for me to hear so many stories, so many experiences from God's people. Today it's um, another occasion when I have a dear guest with me here coming back to this program actually. And that's uh, Ken Morton. Ken, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Nick. A pleasure to be here. Ken, I was so happy <coughs> to interview you some while ago and uh, I learned a few things about you back then. I learned that you are a very passionate man, loving aeroplanes. Uh, at some stage you had the license to fly planes and many other things. Uh, but look, I would like you to just uh, take us back a little bit uh, from where we left it last time. Okay, Nick. Uh, well, last time I came down and I gave my testimony of how the Lord came looking for me, as I certainly wasn't looking for him. I was a pretty happy, easygoing sort of person and really didn't have any problems that I was aware of. And uh, although many people over the years had come preaching Jesus, I really wasn't interested because of the all the violence and things that happened in Ireland and uh, I ended up becoming an atheist. And then coming to Australia, the Lord came looking for me and I shared how I ended up uh, be, being, be becoming a Christian. And, and today I've just come back to share some of the amazing things God has done for me over the years. Now, I do understand sometimes people, some people out there may be thinking, well, yeah, look, these are just maybe coincidences but once you uh, experience some of the amazing things God does for you and the frequency of them you come to realize it's this is no accident uh, God has a hand in your life and I think also sometimes today a lot of people out there think that many Christians we serve some far off God that doesn't really exist or exist in another sphere or something like that but they don't understand we we serve a living God who is as close to us as we are in this office here and he cares greatly for all humanity every single soul in this earth he's interested in and wants to do his utmost to help them and uh, I think it's just wonderful that he's chosen me because I certainly didn't choose him that's wonderful again and uh, every day it's a blessing for us to <coughs> Uh, experience, you know, that walk with Jesus. Yeah, look, I often say to people, I think I even said it last time on the radio, I think God has made a mistake up in heaven. I think he must have got me mixed up with somebody else because honestly the blessings I've received are just absolutely amazing and I really have to uh, sometimes, it's really hard to believe that God has done so much for me and is interested in me, but the facts speak for themselves. That's uh, totally amazing. And you know, sometimes uh, people are uh, searching for God and are encouraged by others, oh, just come and follow God and everything will go so smoothly for you, will go so well uh, for you. And there are uh, lots of people actually trapped in this. Uh, the reality is that's not quite true. I did say that uh, before I, I came to Lord, I'm a pretty easygoing, happy sort of type of person. As soon as I made a decision to to uh, to come to Lord, and I, again, just uh, going back real very quickly, I really I wasn't 100% sure uh, of what I was doing at the time, but I certainly was convinced that there was a God. 
and I wanted to, you know, uh, get involved with that. Well, as soon as I started to do that, I had a heap of problems come upon me, and all sorts of things started going wrong. And of course, I didn't know the Bible at that time, but when we read the Bible, it, it clearly states that uh, until you come to the Lord, you belong to Satan. Or some people might not want to hear it, but that's reality. And these are the words of Jesus, they're not our words. And of course, once you turn and you want to get involved with the Lord, well, Satan's not very happy about that. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes he starts to give you a hard time uh, just to see if you're really determined to stand up for the Lord and, and go down that track. And also the enemy is, is trying uh, very hard to distract <clears throat> us, you know, to disturb us when we decide to follow Jesus. But look, um, I'm not saying that... Um, for those people who are following Jesus, uh, everything will go wrong. Not at all. No. Uh, there will be uh, beautiful things happening. And as you just, I remember from last time, as you shared with us that uh, God blessed you a lot. But you are not serving God because God is blessing you. But oh, because no. you are serving <clears throat> God, the blessings are just coming on board. Yes, I, I certainly didn't come to the Lord looking for any blessings. And... Uh, it just sort of made sense that uh, when, when I first learned the truth, uh, and I really didn't know much about God, to be honest with you. Uh, again, I thought, like most people, oh, it's a bit of a fairy tale or a bit of a Steven Spielberg movie. But the reality is there is a living God, and he uh, is involved in our lives every day. I think sometimes people get confused about God. They sometimes think, as you said, look, if you come to God, he's going to look after every every single need and bless you every single day and, and make you super rich and you won't have any problems. That's not reality. God has promised to supply all your needs, not all your wants. And being human beings, we've got plenty of wants. And look, I'm no different from anybody else that way. I'd like to say, oh, no, I don't want things. But unfortunately, I think we all like nice cars and nice homes and super-duper holidays and all that sort of thing. But it's not our goal. It's not our God. Jesus is our God. And uh, we certainly do come up with um, challenges in life and problems in life and sickness in life. But we know that whatever comes upon us, Jesus is with us. And if you look at the scriptures, if you look at all the disciples, they all had challenges, they all had problems, and yet they all followed the Lord because they could see the beginning, they could see the end from the beginning. And unfortunately today, I think sometimes people think, oh, look, you know, for mankind, we're going to sort out all the world's problems. We've been trying for 2,000 years, and it's just getting worse. And the only hope this world has, the only hope people have, is to get connected to Jesus that's the only hope we have. And Ken, uh, just before we run out of time, because the, our program is quite short, I would like you to just take mm. us in and share with us a bit of your walk with Jesus. What Jesus is doing for you <coughs> right now? Or Well, look, honestly, there's that much God has done for me. But I want to touch on some of the more amazing things. Uh, I did touch at the very start in the early testimony that I was delivered from very violent parents, uh, and that was a blessing oh, that was many years ago. Um, I was electrocuted at 12 years old. Uh, I always had a fascination for electric, and one night when my, my mum and dad were right, we had a light uh, sat on top of our TV, didn't work, and I thought, oh, I'll see if I can fix this. I didn't know, of course, you had to unplug the thing, so I started to pull this light apart, and it's plugged into two forty thirteen 13 amp mains, 
And of course, I pulled this apart, stuck my fingers on it, and I got the biggest belt <laughs> I think I've ever had in my life. Well, it took me a few minutes to recover from that, but again, I wasn't killed. Um, then I had a very serious motorbike accident when I was 16. I was going along a four-lane highway. It's, these are back in Ireland. And it's coming around this big sweeping bend. And to this day, I just I just don't remember what happened. But I I remember sort of opening my eyes and looking at the sky. And I thought to myself, did I hit a car or my dreaminess? Unfortunately, I, I was laying flat on my back on a road and I sort of moved my head round. And there's a car behind me. And I hadn't seen the accident, but the first person on the scene was a doctor. And he, he said, you're all right, mate, don't worry, just just lie still. The ambulance will be here in a minute. Anyway, what had happened, he told me, he seen it from the opposite side of the road as he was approaching. I hit this Mini uh, at about 65 mile an hour, not kilometres, but mile an hour. The bike stopped at the back of it, but I did a somersault, a double somersault over the front of the Mini and landed on the road on my back. Fortunately, I had a helmet on, at boots and gloves. They all flew off, except my helmet, that stayed on. Ambulance came, took me to hospital, checked me over. I didn't have a scratch and they sent me home. Now, again, you could say, oh, look, that's just one of these things. Another time uh, on the same highway, actually, I was coming home. I was a little bit older then, had a motor car, and I'm coming down this four-lane highway on the left-hand side, on the inner lane, and this car, about 100 metres front of me, goes to drive out in front of me and I had nowhere to go because there's a car on the inside so I swerved slightly but I hit the front of this car I missed the car on the right hand side I went careering across this four lane highway missed everything in sight and ended up on the curb on the other side again uh, not a scratch my car was written off the other car was very bad badly uh, damaged and that was uh, you know one of those crazy things that just just happened um, another, I guess one of the most amazing things that happened, um, I've been into motorbikes for many years and I've always loved them, but some years ago I had a serious motorbike accident. I had a head-on crash with a car and uh, hit this car right in the middle on my motorbike. I had a big bike at the time. I wasn't going that fast, actually, probably about 30k, something like that. But as everyone knows, if you hit a vehicle head-on on a motorbike or pushbike or whatever, there's only one direction you go, and that's straightforward, and you usually go through the windscreen. Well, all I saw was this car. I shut my eyes. I won't say what I said, but, <laughs> but anyway. Um, when I opened my eyes, I was lying on the ground to the right of the car, and the bike was in the front of the car. Um, I was dazed for a little minute, and the police for somehow they were first on the scene, and and whatever um, and again I didn't have a scratch uh, the bike was written off uh, the car was damaged uh, but I, di I didn't get a scratch and nobody could figure out well, why, did, why didn't you go through the windscreen of the car but I didn't, it's just one of those things um, we have, uh, I've had many other accidents, again another fascinating one, uh, I've been a, a maintenance uh, fitter in some of the big places here in Adelaide and one day I was working on a um, a wall heater, those old uh, infrared wall heaters that, that need it replaced, uh, sorry, that uh, have that bar that runs across them. And uh, checked out on the wall plug the circuit breaker and I went down and switched that off at the main box. Came back, I started to take this thing apart and some, I had this little voice in my head saying, 
this isn't right, there's something not right about this. So anyway, I got my mains tester out, and lo and behold, this thing was still live. I couldn't believe it. I could not find out where this other feed was coming from. So I went and got the supervisor at the time, and he came down and looked at it. Anyway, he couldn't figure it out in there, but after a while we both found out that this particular hater had a secondary feed from another live source. So if I had to put my hands on this, I could have been killed as well. So it was another uh, amazing incident. Um, I mean, I could just go on. There's been so many accidents you know that I had, but on the other side, of course, um, over the years, I've always had work. It's amazing that sometimes, occasionally, as we all know, you sometimes find yourself out of work, and rarely has that ever happened to me. Work has always found me. Um, I remember that some years ago, I was leaving a job, and at no job lined up. That's just just the way it happens. And uh, someone I knew came into the office that day to do a job, and we got chatting, and I said, oh, he says, how are you going? I says, well, I'm actually leaving here. He says, oh, have you got a job? And I says, no, I haven't. He says, oh, I'll give you a job. <laughs> so I left one job and walked into another, and again, that's happened over the years. But uh, again, as I say, look, we, we just serve an amazing God who just does so much for us. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many things. I remember, too, two cases here in Australia uh, driving a car approaching green lights and uh, one was at Glenelg this day and the lights were green and I went to take off and this car came whizzing across at a rate of knots and I kid you not, I missed that by about two foot, it just went straight in front of me uh, some years later up at uh, Unley Road uh, coming along at crossroads again I was approaching the lights, the lights have turned uh, I was about 200 metres from them, doing 60k and the lights were green, I thought well, that's fine next minute this other car goes whizzing across, it obviously ran a red light, he didn't see it, but again at that sort of impact, that would have been pretty serious mm. uh, so that's just a few things um, I um, just uh, as I listen to you Ken uh, I wonder uh, how patient God uh, <laughs> Is and or was with you, you know, uh. but with all of us, you know, we we are doing so many mistakes, but we are not uh, here to kind of um, praise ourselves, you know, and uh, to just show off how uh, uh, great we are and, uh, oh, no. uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> but all through all these experiences, through all these events, just rolling in your life you come to know that God is alive in your life and you wouldn't say oh what a luck I, I had or what a day you oh, know? No, no, but no. God was in control and that's amazing to, to think in mm. this way um, can just before we continue actually I would like to take a short break okay. right now uh, just reminding you um, that uh, you are listening to In the Footsteps of Jesus from down under and today's guest is Ken Morton you may figure it out already that he has a beautiful accent and I'll let you guess uh, where he comes from but he chose a song for us today and Ken would you like to just introduce that song for us certainly it's a little bit different from maybe most people are worth 
Those of you who may have seen uh, Riverdance may remember this piece of music, but you may not be aware that the song's actually a hymn, and it's actually called Lord of the Dance. In the morning when the world was begun And I danced in the moon, the stars and the sun I came down from heaven and I danced on the earth At Bethlehem I had my birth Dance then, wherever you may be I am the Lord of the dance and he I'll lead you all, wherever you may be And I'll lead you all in the dance and he for the scribe and the Pharisee But they would not dance and they wouldn't follow me I danced for the fishermen James and John They came with me and the dance went on Dance then wherever you may be I am the Lord of the dance and he I'll lead you all wherever you may be And I'll lead you all in the dance and he on the Sabbath and I cured the lame The holy people said it was a shame They whipped and they stripped and they hung me on high And left me there on a cross to die Dance then, wherever you may be I am the Lord of the dance, said he I'll lead you all, wherever you may be And I'll lead you all in the dance, said he on a Friday when the sky come black It's hard to dance with the devil on your back They buried my body and they thought I'd gone But I am the dancer, I still go on Dance then, wherever you may be I am the lord of the dance, said he I'll lead you all, wherever you may be And I'll lead you all in the dance, said he They cut me down and I left up high I am the life that will never, never die I'll live in you if you live in me I am the lord of the dance, said he Dance then, wherever you may be I am the lord of the dance, said he And I'll lead you all, wherever you may be And I'll lead you all in the dance, said he Dance then, wherever you may be I am the lord of the dance, said he I'll lead you all, wherever you may be and I'll lead you all in the dance oh, that was quite a different song, but beautiful song, Ken. I hope our viewers enjoyed that one. <laughs> uh, Ken, um, just uh, reminding our listeners again that uh, you, you were born in a Catholic church, is that right? No, no. No, no sorry, no. Well, I will take that back. Uh, no, I was actually brought up Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. But uh, at 16, I rebelled against that and gave that away because of all the troubles that started in Ireland. All the violence went on mm-hmm. uh, because all we ever heard was God is love. And there's certainly no love going on over there. So that's why I give that away. But now you are a Seventh-day Adventist and uh, <coughs> uh, we shared with our listeners in a previous uh, interview with you how that uh, happened. What would you like to <coughs> tell us more about your walk with Jesus? Firstly, I'd like to emphasize I'm no one special. Um, today, I've only shared a few of the things God has done for me. I could write a book on the things he's done. It's just amazing. Don't ask me why. I do not know. Um, I know the cert- sometimes things we pray for we don't get, uh, and that's just the way it goes. Uh, God is not there to give us our every desire, but he is there to help us and uh, we just want to glorify his name in, in any way, shape or form that we can because he's the one that does everything for us. We don't do it ourselves. 
I just uh, would encourage anyone out there today who's who has problems in any in any way, shape, or form, and that's probably most of us. Why not try Jesus? He wants to help everybody, but sometimes we forget that the world we're in is not going to last, and Jesus wants to save us for a new life and a better world that's coming soon. And I would encourage everyone just just to take take a bit of time and check some of the things out. There's so much evidence today that proves without a shadow of a doubt there is a God and there was a Jesus. And if you check some of these things out, it's very, very easy to prove for yourself God is alive and well. And if you want to find him, it's just a matter of getting down on your knees and praying to the Lord and saying, God, I don't know if any of this makes any sense to me, but if it is, prove it to me, send somebody to me, and I am positive the Lord will respond and he will get someone to contact you. And uh, the faith that we have today, it's not our own faith, this comes from the Lord. And again, that's, that's an amazing thing. Uh, it's not something that we sort of, it's not make-believe. We have faith that God gives us, and it's a measure of faith which, which we build on. Uh, so it's there for everybody. Jesus is knocking it at the door for everyone's heart. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you're good, bad, or terrible, God is interested in you and wants to give you a better life. You just have to ask him. Yes, that's uh, that's very powerful, uh, Ken. And um, from uh, what I heard uh, during this program, uh, you have um, a strong uh, reason to believe that, that uh, God did everything uh, uh, for us. Ken, uh, there are people out there just listening to us right now, been through your, um, you know, some of your experiences, you sure. know, mm. and maybe there are people there to whom a lot of things happen, but they cannot connect with God for some reason. Mm. How would you encourage them to take a different view of their relationship with God, or if they don't have a relationship with God, how that can happen? Well, firstly, I would say this. God is interested in you. It doesn't matter where you're at or what you've done or what you're doing. God is interested in you. If you haven't connected with God yet, he is trying to connect with you, and it may be a case of you need to, perhaps as I've said, just get down on your knees more often and pray, but there's no magic to it. It's not you're not going to all of a sudden, uh, you know, have this sensational feeling come upon you. But you will find that something will happen if you're serious about God. I can guarantee you, God is serious about you, and wants to help you where you're at at the moment. Uh, and it really is a matter of uh, praying to Him and seeking. Asking him, whatever your problem is, asking him, how do I fix this? How, how do I connect with you? And I can guarantee you, God will make it happen. Uh, it doesn't always happen the first day or the first week, but God, uh, he knows everything about everybody at the same time. Don't ask us how, because I don't understand it, but I know he does. And he is certainly interested in you. And so don't give up. Seek the Lord, and he will certainly seek you. Hmm. Uh, Can if I may ask, uh, how will you describe a day 
uh, with Jesus. You, you mean a day with Jesus in the yes. future? No, no, no. I'm talking about when you when we wake up. You know, we have a full day before before us. And well, how do you take that day? Okay. What's your experience with God? Just give us a, a, a okay. one of your days. All right. I wouldn't say I'm a super religious person, by the way, so don't misunderstand what I'm going to say. But every morning I wake up, I thank God for this day because it is a day that God has given us. The Bible tells us every day is a gift of the Lord. I know sometimes people say, oh, look, next week I'm going to do this or next month I'm doing that or next year we plan to do this. You don't know if you'll be here tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. So every day is a gift of the Lord. So I praise God in the morning for this day and all the blessings in it. Now, you may think, well, well, what sort of blessings do you get? But if you think about it, we have food in our belly. We've got a roof over our head. We've got friends who love us. We've got family who loves us. We have reasonably good health. Uh, we have uh, abilities that we can do. And we live in a free country. So every day I start the day off by thanking God and at the end of the day we pray and we thank God again for the blessings that that day has has given us and also for people that we know that need us help. Now that's uh, that's very good uh, Ken because I like that you you mentioned that you start the day to recognize God and to pray to God that God will lead you will, uh, and you thank him for uh, everything what he is providing for us and also going through the day some days may be not as good you know but still coming back in the evening and being able to thank God because you wouldn't be able to thank God if you're not alive <laughs> you know because he kept you alive because he spared your life through maybe through an accident, through mm. a situation or a, or just a bad day, you know, mm. but to come in the evening and thank God for the day, that's beautiful. And uh, we'll encourage uh, our listeners to start a relationship with God, just first of all, to open their hearts, you know, open your heart to God and pray to God and experience a relationship with God as your friend. Don't think that God is somebody, you know, out there, just you cannot reach out. God is available for each one of us. We, and somebody said that it's, uh, it's only from a distance, like uh, from a prayer distance, mm. you know. Yes, yes. Look, and uh, time is going fast, you know, and um, we are just coming to the end of our program. But very, very nice to have you back with us, just sharing with us a bit more of your uh, walk with Jesus and I pray to God that he will lead you, will uh, uh, direct you, will give you power and wisdom and strength to represent him every day. Not only to thank him for what he has done for you, but also to be able to represent him in front of many other people who don't know Jesus. Yes, that's, that's certainly my hope. There's nothing gives me greater pleasure than sharing the gospel with someone uh, and that's just so wonderful it's it's like receiving a million dollars some people won't understand that but once you're a christian i think you may but it's been a real pleasure to be here today and uh, i sincerely hope that many of our listeners will take up the challenge to seek god because as i said he's certainly seeking you and uh, i just thank him for this wonderful opportunity today Thank you very much, Ken. God bless you. And please uh, don't be shy. 
contact us and your story may impact other people and would like to hear your story, to share your story with many others uh, in this world. Thank you very much for being with us today. Until next time, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.